God Conversations with Tanya Harris. So let me ask you that question. What does God sound like? <laughs> well, you know, thunder, lightning. <laughs> Mother Teresa, someone asked her, when does God speak to you? And she said, whenever he wants. So essentially the Bible is a collection of God conversations, if you like. I had a vision of a car accident, and I'm sitting on the couch thinking, why have I just seen this? How could I know if God was speaking to me? How could I know that that dream or that thought was actually just me thinking about, oh, I just had some bad pizza? Jesus said we'd recognise his voice and follow him. It was never meant to be a one-way conversation. Godconversations.com How do we get better at hearing God's voice? The answer doesn't lie in a formula or a set of rules. Follow these three steps or spend this amount of time each day. Hearing God speak happens in the context of relationship. So if we want to get better at it, it's the state of our relationship that becomes the focus. Today on God Conversations, we're talking about how to get better at hearing God's voice. It's one of the most important questions we could ask because it lies at the heart of knowing God. Hi, and welcome to episode 36 of the God Conversations podcast. My name is Tanya Harris, and I'm a pastor, speaker, and founder of this ministry that equips you to recognize and respond to God's voice. I'd been in church all my life. I'd read the Bible from cover to cover, even in the King James Version, and I'd kept most of the Ten Commandments, but I'd never heard the voice of God. I knew that God spoke, but I'd always found it difficult to hear His voice. So how do we get better at hearing God's voice? I remember when I was younger, I struggled so much in this area. Then I met a friend and she seemed to hear God speak to her all the time. At first I was fascinated, like, what would he say? And I'd ask her what he sounded like and we'd talk it through. But then when she kept talking to me about it, I got frustrated. How come she was hearing God's voice and I wasn't? I so desperately wanted to hear God's voice for myself. Well, thankfully, over time, God began to teach me, and those things that I learned became the foundation for my ministry years later. But it's a question I'm often asked as I travel around and speak in groups and churches today. How do we get better at this? How do we hear God's voice more easily and clearly? So I want to take some time this week to answer that question in a little bit more detail. And the way we're going to do it is by looking at how to hear God's voice in the context of a relationship. You see, in church life, we often talk about having a personal relationship with God, don't we? And we know that there are two parties involved. We get to know Him, and He gets to know us. It's like we do life together. We listen to each other's heart. That's how the Apostle John describes our life in God in John chapter 17, verse 3. It says there that this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. So it's a real relationship. It's not like a formula or a set of rules. God's not a slot machine where you do these three things and voila, out it comes. It has the dynamic of a real relationship. So when people ask, well, what's the key to hearing God's voice? It's like answering the question, well, what is the key to a successful friendship or a successful marriage? So what does it mean to know God anyway? God's invisible, and we're visible. So how do you describe it? Well, in the Scriptures, our relationship to God is described in a whole variety of ways. And the Bible uses metaphors to highlight different aspects of our relationship. 
So, for example, you've got the metaphor of God is the master and we're the servant. So it's a situation where the servant receives instructions from the master and does what he or she is told. Or you've got the metaphor of a shepherd. God is the shepherd and we're the sheep. We're guided and directed by the shepherd. Or then there's the metaphor of a parent and a child where the parent, God, provides what the child needs. Or then there's the metaphor of a bride and a groom, where the relationship is exclusive and intimate and involves sharing the deepest longings of the heart. And finally, there's a metaphor of a friendship, a friend and a friend, where the relationship involves complete honesty and the sharing of hopes and dreams. All of these metaphors help us to understand God's heart of relationship towards us. So if we want to hear God's voice more, what we need to do is get better at our relationship with Him. Well, how do we make that happen practically? I encourage you to think about the closest relationship you have on this earth, perhaps with a friend or a sibling or a spouse. Think about who they are and then think about how long you've known them and how your relationship has grown over time. Then think about the things that have helped you most in learning to communicate with them. The answers that you give are the same kinds of answers that we can apply to our relationship with God. So we're going to look at some of those things this week, the things that we can do to help us get better at hearing God's voice. The focus is on having a relationship with Him and building that relationship so communication becomes easier. You know, there's nothing like hearing God's voice for yourself. It will completely change your life. Why? Because you'll get to know God more. And as the Apostle John said, knowing Him is the source of all life. I want you to think about the very first time you met your best friend or your partner in life if you're married. Ask yourself, how has that relationship grown since that first day? Usually the first time we meet someone, we misunderstand them often, don't we? We misread the cues or we misunderstand what they say. They say one thing and we hear something else. But then over time, you get better at it. You get to know the sound of their voice. They don't even need to introduce themselves on the phone. Sometimes they don't even need to use words to communicate what they're wanting to say. Or you've learnt to read their face or the tone of their voice or even their body language. So men, if you've got a wife or a girlfriend that says, I'm fine, thanks, you know what they mean, right? Well, the same is true for God. We get better at hearing His voice over time and with experience. We learn to recognize Him. I can remember the first time I heard God speak in a spiritual voice. It came in my thoughts and I didn't know it was him. I just thought it was a really random, odd thought. But he spoke about something that was about to happen. And when it happened, I realized it was God. 
I didn't know it at first, but after a while I've got to understand what he sounds like, even though at first I didn't recognize him. I remember the first time I heard God speak in a spiritual dream. I didn't recognize it either. I thought it was just one of those interesting, fascinating dreams. And then that morning when I read my devotional book, it had the same story in it, the same as my dream. And then I went to church that morning and the preacher told the same story again. And I realized, hang on, was that the voice of God? And I started to recognize it in my dreams. You know, there was a man in the Bible who knew how to hear God's voice really well. He was an expert. The Bible says of him that not one of his words that he prophesied fell to the ground. They all came to pass, just as God had said, quite the track record. In fact, he became the prototype for all of the Old Testament prophets to come. I'm talking about Samuel, of course. But the truth is that the prophet Samuel wasn't always as good as hearing God's voice as he was at the end. In fact, the first time he heard God speak, he thought it was the voice of his mentor, Eli. You may know the story. Samuel hears his name being called and he says, Eli, is that you? And Eli says, no, 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 it's not me. Go back to bed. And and then Samuel hears the voice again, Samuel. And he gets up and he goes to his mentor, is that you, Eli? And Eli says, no, it's not me, go back to bed. And then a third time, Samuel, he hears a voice. And again, Samuel doesn't understand who's speaking to him. And he runs to his mentor, Eli. He didn't recognize the voice of God the first time he spoke. But then he learnt, he got better at it. He began to recognize Ah, that's the voice of God. And he starts to know the person behind the voice. The same is true with you and I. So what we need to do in order to get better at hearing God's voice is to make a commitment to improve our communication with him. We need to understand that learning and knowing a person takes time and we've got to be prepared to go on the journey. So what that means is that we ask God to teach us. We say, God, speak to me. I want to know what it is to hear your voice and we listen. We ask him questions. And when we think we've heard, we go back and check. We talk to people. We ask God to confirm. We ask him to show us what he sounds like. We pray, make yourself clear, Lord. We do what Samuel did. His prayer was, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And in the same way, we position our hearts, a heart that says, God, I want to know you. And to know you, it means to hear you. So teach me, Lord, what you sound like. Speak to me because I'm listening. How do we develop our relationship with God so we can hear his voice easily and clearly? You know, sometimes we think that to get better at hearing the voice of God, we need to learn more about our Bible, or we need to live a holier life. And the truth is, these things are very important. But the key doesn't lie there. It lies in understanding that communication becomes easier as our relationship with God grows and deepens. It functions just like any other relationship. The same communication principles apply. And today we're going to look at then how important it is that we trust God's voice. See, communication is all about trust, isn't it? We learn to trust that others mean what they say. 
And they learn to trust that we mean what we say. Otherwise, your relationship doesn't grow. So when it comes to hearing God's voice, we need to also learn to trust His communication, to learn that He means what He says, that His words are good, and that He delivers on His promises. As that wonderful scripture verse in Numbers 23, 19 says, that God is not human. He doesn't lie. He's not a human being that He should change His mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? When we trust his communication, we find it easier to hear his voice. I learned this very early on in my journey with God. God began to speak to me about the things in my life that were hindering my relationship with him. When I was 21, he spoke to me about my money and the way that I used it, and he asked me to give a big chunk of it away. At the time, I'd been saving really hard to go on an overseas trip, but he spoke to me that he wanted to provide for me. He wanted me to see his hand in it all. But it was still really difficult to understand at the time. I remember the reluctance I felt standing in the bank queue as I withdrew the cheque. And then that moment in church when the offering bag came around, I remember painfully placing the cheque in the bag and then watching the offering bag go further and further down the aisle. (laughs) But I had to learn to trust what God said, that his words were faithful and true. See, that's what faith is. It's learning to trust what God says. Well, the story goes that God did exactly what he said he would do. And I saw his miraculous hand orchestrating people and money and things such that I had everything I needed right down to the last cent. It was incredible to watch. That lesson became foundational in my walk with God because I had to learn to trust him. And since that time, God has spoken about bigger things in life, and I've gradually learned to trust him every time at each instance. So the communication gets richer and it gets easier, and it's grown a lot since those early years as I've learned to trust what he says. So we need to learn to trust God's communication, but there's another side to it as well. God also needs to see that he can trust our words. See, we often say things to him like, God, I want to serve you. I want to follow you. And so he comes along and he says, okay, I've heard you. Great. Would you do this for me? Would you give up this for me? Would you be kind to that person that you don't like? Or would you forgive that person who's hurt you? And then he watches to see, will we do what we said we would? He learns to see whether we mean what we say. It's just like any other relationship we have on earth. It's always how it works. We will always be able to have clearer and more meaningful conversations when we grow in our trust for each other. John 4.21 talks about this. It says that if we love God, we'll do what he says, and then he can show more of himself to us. See, the truth is that God wants to share so much more with us. He has so much more to say. He he wants to show us things about our lives. He wants to give us insights into the kingdom to reveal more of his heart for the world around us. But he has to be able to know that he can trust us with what he says. And we need to be able to trust him. And often it starts in the small things. We learn to trust him as we follow. And then he begins to share more with us. Hearing God's voice is one of the most important ways we get to know God, yet so many fail to experience it. 
Here at God Conversations, we're committed to equipping people all over the world to recognize and respond to God's voice. It's a big vision, so we'd like to give you the opportunity to join with us by investing in the ministry. You can become a partner either by sponsoring a special project or by giving on a monthly basis. If you're unable to give financially, we would so value your prayers for God's continued hand of favour as we seek to reach people all over the world. For more information on partnership, go to godconversations.com slash partners. I have a good friend who I've known for about 12 to 13 years. We first shared a flat together some 10 years ago, and then circumstances led her to another city. Well, a few years later, we moved in together again. But a few months after that, I noticed that it wasn't quite as easy as the first time. We seemed to be fighting a lot more. There seemed to be a whole lot more conflict. It was harder living together than it was the first time round, and I couldn't understand why, especially since we'd known each other for longer, and therefore we should have been better friends. So one day we sat down and talked about it. I said, you know, what's the problem? What's happening? How come we're fighting so much? And she said, well, don't you remember that conversation that we first had when we moved back in together? You said that you wanted our friendship to grow, that we wanted it to be stronger and closer. So that meant we should be more honest with each other. So that's what I've been doing. See, the truth is I'm being more honest with you. I really do think you get your own way when you're packing the dishwasher. And I just don't like it when you don't take the garbage out often enough and when you leave crumbs all over the bench. (laughs) How ironic. See, our decision to be better friends meant that we were being more honest, but being more honest meant that our conversations didn't feel so great anymore. In fact, they were getting harder. And that's true of all our relationships, isn't it? As we grow closer to one another, we don't just share the good, we also share the bad stuff. We share the hard things. But in doing that, trust grows. It allows us to expose more of our true selves. But that's not always very pretty. You know, the same is true for God. We get better at hearing God's voice when we're more honest with Him, when we open up to Him in the good times and the bad. When things go wrong, we don't run away. You know those hard times when you just don't want to go to church, when you stand at the back of the auditorium with your arms folded, or perhaps you just skip church altogether. But a strong relationship, a close relationship, means that we share our true and honest thoughts to God. We don't back off. We're honest, we're open. We take down the masks. But that also means that we allow God to share His true thoughts to us. We allow Him to speak the hard things into our lives. We're prepared to listen to Him no matter what He says. That includes the good and it includes the bad. It's that kind of relationship that builds trust and we find ourselves being able to hear His voice more, more clearly and more easily. Not long ago, a lady emailed me on Facebook, and it was not a nice email. She was 
angry and frustrated and bitter. She was complaining, it's okay for you to hear God's voice, but I never do. I think she just read one of my stories that had a happy ending. Well, we started an email conversation and as it turns out, she began to tell me how just that week she'd heard a voice in her mind speaking to her about how she'd been judging people and how she shouldn't do that. I asked her, do you think it was from God? She said, yeah, I do. It's happened before. See, the irony was that this lady had been hearing from God all along. She just didn't like what she was hearing. She wanted God to only say the good things about all the blessings that he had for her, how much he loved her. These are all things that God wants to speak to her about. But the truth is God wants it to go deeper. He wants to be able to share the good and the bad. He wants to be honest. So at some point for the relationship to grow, it has to become more open. The truth was God was trying to set her free, but she wasn't willing to listen to him. And at that point, her relationship with him had stalled. She couldn't hear him say anything else. The problem is often we focus on the spectacular, the great stories, the conversations with God about the blessings and the gifts and the promises that he has for us. But relationships are not only made up of those conversations, they're made up of the hard things, the negotiations, the conflicts, the growing and the learning. As iron sharpens iron, so we sharpen one another. And the same is true of God. If we want to hear God's voice more clearly, we need to open up the conversation. We need to prepare to be more honest both ways, from God and from us. And as we do that, we'll be able to more clearly hear what he's saying. We've been talking about how important it is to understand that hearing God's voice happens in the context of our relationship to Him. The concept of a personal relationship with God is one that is exclusive to Christianity. God wants us to know Him and to know Him personally. And the way that we do that when we follow Jesus is to hear the voice of the Spirit that was given to us as we've chosen to follow. So we've talked a little bit about how communication works with God in the same way that it works with human relationships, that we need to learn, first of all, to grow in our communication, to really set our hearts to learn and get better at hearing God. In the same way we miscommunicate with those we're just getting to know, we may struggle initially to recognise God's voice. But as we get to know Him, as we get to know the character and the nature of God, especially through the life and the teachings of Jesus, we're more able to recognise His voice when He speaks by the Holy Spirit. We also need to learn to trust God's communication and become more trustworthy in our own. That means when God speaks to us, when he promises us something, we need to believe him. We act on it and we follow in faith. In the same way, God learns to trust us when we say, God, I'll follow you. So when he asks us to do something, he can know that we'll do it. And then he can trust us with so much more. We need to respond to the things that he says, even the small things and sometimes the difficult things, sometimes the things that we don't always want to do. That becomes crucial 
because it develops a relationship of trust. Lastly, we need to learn to be more honest in our communication and allow God to be more honest with His. That means opening up to God about our true selves, not pulling back, especially in the hard times. We need to be able to go with Him with our thoughts and our feelings and our questions, understanding that God is a comforter. He understands what it means to feel pain and He promises to walk with us through it. Being more honest also allows him to be more honest with us. In other words, we have to be willing to hear him say the things we don't want to hear. Healthy relationships involves honesty. It involves the sharing of the good things, but also the hard things. So when he confronts us with that bad attitude or that stubborn resistance to change, we're willing to listen. When he speaks honestly, he does that to transform us. And so we need to be ready to respond and hear to whatever he says. It's these kinds of conversations that change us. They set us free. Jesus said that his words are spirit and their life. They're like bread to our bodies, food to our spirits, and life to our souls. He said that we can't live without them. When we learn to communicate, we get closer to him. We're transformed. We become different people. I think of the life of the Apostle Paul. You know, God spoke to him on so many occasions through his life. He spoke to him at the beginning about what he was called to do. He spoke to him about the places he would go. He told him about how he was going to be rescued from a riot and from a shipwreck. He told him that trouble was about to come. He spoke to him about the painful things that he was facing, and he even showed him revelations of paradise, wonderful things in the heavenly realms that he wasn't even permitted to share with others because they wouldn't understand. I love that. The truth is is that we grow in our relationship with God. He can share more and more with us. He can share his secrets with us. He can give us more of his heavenly perspective. He can show us things to come. He can reveal his plans and his ways. We have the privilege of hearing from the heavenly council and from a God who loves us deeply and has the best for us. So I have a question to ask you today. When it comes to your relationship with God, what area can you grow in? Are you committed to improving your communication with Him? Do we have a heart to learn and grow? The kind of heart that says like Samuel, Speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. Or perhaps the area that we need to grow in is to learn to trust his communication, to actually believe what he said, to know that God is trustworthy and that we can take him at his word and we can follow it. Or perhaps on the other side, are we being trustworthy in what we say? When we make a commitment, when we say, God, I'll follow you, are we doing what we said that we would do? Or perhaps the area that we need to grow in is one of honesty. Perhaps there's a need to open up to God, to be real about your feelings, not to run from Him when we're in pain, but to run to Him, allow Him to comfort and to restore. 
and then to allow him to be honest with us. Perhaps he's speaking about some area in your life that's difficult, that's hard, but God wants to set you free if only we will respond. God speaks to us always so that we become transformed, so that we become more like him, so that our life becomes abundant. And it's in relationship with him that we become all that we're created to be. Thanks for listening to the show this week. I hope this topic has been helpful to you. I hope it's encouraged you. And I pray that you'll commit yourself to knowing God personally, just as the Apostle Paul did, and that you'll experience the power of His voice changing your life. If you're keen to learn more about this, about hearing God's voice for yourself, I encourage you to go to godconversations.com. There's some great resources there that have been tailor-made for you. You've been listening today to God Conversations with Tanya Harris. Talk to you again soon. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast by Tanya Harris. Be sure to catch the next episode by subscribing on iTunes. Search for God Conversations with Tanya Harris and click on the subscribe button. While you're there, why not help us to equip others to hear God's voice by rating the series and giving us a review. And remember, Jesus said that we would recognize his voice. It was never meant to be a one-way conversation.